Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. This right here that you're watching is not a podcast. This is a video about podcasting. I'm going to talk about podcasting and video, but again, this is not a podcast. Today on the show, I want to talk about the power of online video services like Facebook Live and like YouTube and relate them to podcasting. Now, this is going to be a little bit of a weird topic because I am recording this right now using Facebook Live. I'm about to talk poo about Facebook Live, but allow me to explain. There's a certain attraction that doing things in front of a live video have to a lot of people and to a lot of businesses. Especially when you look at the numbers of successful people, people who have successfully utilized these live video services or these just regular video services in the form of view counts. It's difficult to argue that the video isn't successful when people are pulling down tens, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions of views on seemingly innocuous videos, sometimes really, really funny, sometimes kind of goofy. There's clearly power in this particular medium of the online video. And I think the big power behind that is that the numbers the success is out there in front. You can go to a video and before you watch it or not, you can see the view count. Now that's powerful, hugely powerful, because that indicates, oh my goodness, this is really popular, therefore I should watch it, I want to bandwagon it. Or the opposite is likely true. Oh, this video has been up since 2005. Well, it wouldn't be that case. This video has been up since 2009, and it's got 17 views. It must suck. I'm not going to watch it. Okay. All that is true. The second part of this is that podcasting doesn't do those public numbers. You don't know how many other people are listening to, or I guess watching, if it's a video, a show. You just don't. It's not publicly available. Was that a fault of podcasting? Eh, maybe. But I'm not here to point fingers and cast blame. I'm here to prove out a point. That even though those gigantic numbers that you're seeing on Facebook Live and YouTube videos are attractive, they lie. They lie in a big way. And the numbers that while you can't see them as a listener, the podcaster certainly can see them 
the numbers for podcasting are better. Let me tell you what I mean by that. When Facebook counts a view of a video, it counts a view of a video when the video itself has played for at least three seconds. Three seconds. So for example, the live video I did yesterday had a whopping 38, (laughs) which isn't a big number, 38 views. But those were 38 views that were three seconds or more. That's when the trigger is tripped, and that's the number that Facebook puts out there. The number they don't like to report on is also called a 10-second view, which, oddly enough, means how many people were listening, watching, excuse me, because we'll talk about listening in a moment, how many watching at the 10-second mark. And in my case, that number dropped from 38 to 11. 10 seconds in. 10 seconds in, I have only begun. I think I'm still sipping my coffee. Those are not legitimate numbers. Going a little further down, looking at the numbers, how many watched with the sound off? Ever wonder why so many motion graphic videos are on Facebook? Because in my case, 71% of my views were watched with, were watched. Let me try that again. 71% of my views on Facebook Live were watched with the sound off. (laughs) No point. These are made up numbers. And if you go to YouTube, you'll see very similar numbers. The percentage of people that actually watch longer than a handful of seconds is very, very small. Big counts, very little actual consumption. Let's contrast that to podcasting, shall we? Now again, podcasting numbers aren't publicly available, but we do have some consumption numbers. Our friends at Apple Apple Podcasts does provide now a look at to at least some of your listeners. Doesn't matter what the percentage is. It's a relevant sample size. Let's just say that. And they will tell you, for example, not for example, they will show you exactly where your audience falls off as, a, as an episode is playing. And in most cases, I just spent a few minutes looking through my prior podcast, not of, not of this, but of this things that I do, podcast consumption is somewhere, it's extremely high numbers. Like I think the last one I did was like an 89% completion rate. That means they downloaded the file, they listened to it on their device and got all the way almost to the end and stopped listening. 89% of the people. I've had some 70s. I've seen some that are double digit, like I'm sure be triple digit, which means people are backing up and re-listening to stuff. That doesn't happen with live videos, for the most part. It doesn't happen with pre-recorded videos, for the most part. Especially those, like Facebook Live, that are social in nature. But podcasting is different. Podcasting is, and now we've always said this, but now we actually have empirical evidence to indicate the fact that when people do download it, they tend to listen. Okay, yay, that's good. And they tend to listen all the way through which is not something you can say, anyone can say, about videos on Facebook Live 
and or on YouTube. And I challenge if, if you're if you're a successful YouTuber or a successful Facebook Liver and you have a different number, again, I'm not talking about total view count, which I've already told you was bullcrap. I'm talking about the completion rate and the amount of consumption someone does. It's big. It's big and different. So while it's very easy to sit behind a camera phone, as I'm doing today, and talk into a microphone and do a live show, it's a lot easier to do this than it is to sit down and do a podcast. Because I gotta publish it, I gotta I gotta write all the content, I gotta create some it's just it's just more work. The payoff is greater. The payoff is greater from a consumption level. And that's that's fact. You can't you can't argue that point. Now here's what's interesting. That might change. I don't mean the podcast consumption rate is going to go down. I don't. I don't see that happening because people are into content, right? They they download it for a reason. There's no reason for that to change. But we might see Facebook Live video specifically consumption rates change if the new little box that they're trying to sell is successful. Facebook has a new little box, much like the uh, the Amazon's version of the Echo, the Show, I think it's called standalone interface, which is just just videoing type stuff. The, having an appliance, having something like that could change those numbers if they get bought and purchased in a in, on mass. But we're way too early to see if that's actually happening. Or if it's just going to be just like the regular Facebook where people scroll through their stream looking for interesting content. Don't know. But I do know that Podcasting has a much, much, much higher engagement rate. So think about that the next time you're getting into an argument over where you should produce your content. I think it's pretty key. I think it's pretty clear, as well as key, that podcasting has a better engagement of all. I'd like to help your company think through these sorts of things. Launching podcasts is what I do. Podcastlaunch.pro has more information. Contact me, Evo, at podcastlaunch.pro. I shall return tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion... Unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com.
If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.